Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the Cobb Podcast, Becoming the Character. <laughs> I sound like I lagged right there. Uh, I'm the voice of this podcast, Dallas Prater. Um, in today's episode, um, I kind of want to hammer home an old principle that I've always been talking, you know, that I've talked about and has been essentially not only in my life, but this podcast for a long time. And this principle, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful to the point where without a proper understanding of this principle, it's like there's really no way to reach success within any any endeavor you know it's 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 a core principle that governs you know succeeding in 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 any walk of life and anything that we try um and it's just something that i want to talk about because it keeps popping up in my life over and over and over and over again um meanwhile i'm sitting down in a car where i always do podcast episodes and there's these two cats um you know since me and my girlfriend moved to california where we live across the street is this house and at this house, for some reason, there's a bunch of stray cats always on the lawn. And we've watched so many generations of these cats grow. And so uh, we watched the first generation. It was like a, a tan cat and a black cat. And so most of the cats from that litter were black. And some were black with, like, tan patches. Um, and every now and then it'd be, like, one tan one. Um, but now, like, the second generation that's come around. And there's these gray cats. And this one that's gray and tan and... Yeah, they're so small and so cute. It's just ridiculous. I'm just looking at them right now, just laying and just playing with the people running by. I love kittens. But uh, that's besides the fact. Now we have a young lady walking down the street with a motorcycle helmet on. L.A. is a weird place. Anyhow, um, so that's what I wanted to talk about in this podcast episode. But before I get to, uh, into that, I want to say um, if you want to take your ideas and they're in your head, um, and turn them into global movements by creating internet personalities that, uh, you know, um, that, that that captivate people and that people will follow to the ends of the earth, uh, that command the wallets following an attention of people, um, then we have a summit for that. You know, I have 15 people on a summit that have actually done it. Um, and the summit goes live on October 25th. It's absolutely a free summit. But these 15 people who are extremely significant, they're big voices within their niche, within their demographics, and they have huge followings um, of people who love and, 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 you know, follow their internet personalities, their characters through the end of, end of the earth, and pretty much behave and do uh, within, you know, within the parameters of how their character would see fit. Um, massively influential, massively persuasive people. Um, so if you want to take your ideas and create internet personalities that allows your ideas to become global movements because people follow this character and what they believe, um, then you can register for the summit for free. It goes live on October 25th, and when it's done, it's done. It's a four-day summit. Uh, you can register at www. Just open your browser up, whatever browser you use, Safari, whatever it may be, and go to becomingthecharacter.com, www.becomingthecharacter.com. And on that page, it'll be a video explaining to you what you need to do to register for the summit. Um, it's really as simple as entering your email address, but, you know, becomingthecharacter.com. But um, what I want to talk about was, uh, if you, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, actually, but in the last few weeks, I've been working, um, and I've been working at a, a place that, I, you know, to keep a long story short, I work at like a casino, and I haven't actually gotten to the casino yet, but I've been training to go to the casino. Um, I'm like a referee for the, I'm not, I'm not a dealer. 
I'm, I'm the person that monitors the dealer and monitors the game and ensure the integrity of the game is preserved and all the mistakes are preserved. Um, a third, we're a third party that comes into the casino. We're not actually hired by the casino, but we're a third party that comes into the casino and we're like referees. We make sure all the rules are followed uh, appropriately. And so, um, you know, part of that job is making sure like each game is pro- played appropriately. Like when it comes to car, you know, casinos, all the games are governed by you know plays that are made on cards and when it comes to plays that are made on cards like each like the rules that governs each card game is different and so the mathematics in uh you know uh, how you determine each outcome or which hand wins or whether the dealer or the players win um is different for every game and so within my training one of these things that i um you know encountered uh one of the things that will one of the process that we have to undergo is like ensuring that we understand and can read and uh, you know um, diagnose, I suppose, uh, the results of a hand accurately and quickly. And so, one of the things that they do for us when we go to training is they give us these things called CSAs. They're called card speed assessments. I mean, this is like the like this is like the craziest thing in the world. Um, and it seems very easy. Essentially, how a card speed assessment works is that they flash cards on the screen, and you have to tell the outcome of that hand, whether the player wins or the banker wins, aka the dealer or the other side. Like which side wins, um, you just have to determine this very quickly um, by doing, you know, following the rules of the game and the mathematics that apply. Therefore, uh, and so you flash these cards on the screen. You have to read them out and say, you know. What, what actions should be taken, you know, per the rules of the game and, and then what outcomes happen. And um, so week one, uh, there are four weeks of training. I, I just, you know, completed week four last week. But week one, uh, we were introduced to CSAs and they said, OK, by the end of week four, you know, you have to, you know, uh, there's 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 ten slides in a deck of five. So there are five, five slides of, t- you know, five. Um, it's like a PowerPoint, if you will. Um, and there, each CSA has five parts, um, all within the same PowerPoint. But uh, it's really like there are sets of ten. So there are sets of ten slides, and that's one round. There are five rounds of ten slides. That's how I would say it appropriately. Um, and so, so, so you have to go through each round, um, and at the end of all five rounds, average about fifty uh, fifty seconds in order to be qualified to to go to the casinos um and so they tell us this the first week um and so we got you know five rounds of 10 slides each and each slide has a different set of cards and calculations and uh it seems easy when you first begin is my point and so when we first uh got there my first week i'm like you know 50 seconds to do this this this, this seems pretty easy it seems pretty stupid um not pretty stupid it just seemed pretty easy like like we would blow through it but the first week i was actually marking them around like a minute 20 a minute 30 seconds like i was very very slow with it um, which was surprising. Um, and I, I really didn't think much of it because I didn't know, know about it at this point in time. But uh, for some reason, like, you know, the way the human brain works or the way my brain works, I don't know how all human brains work. You know, after that first CSA and I, I saw I didn't hit my benchmark, you know, it just it just sparked in me something completely different. Like, I'm like, OK, well, that was a little tricky. Like, I wanted to like, you know, I was in a class of about eight people that was whittled down to a class of seven people because um, one of our coworkers left for reasons I don't know. Oh, uh, um, so, or I, that I don't understand. Um, but, but, you know, after that first week, you know, I, you know, we're all talking and exchanging data and results on how we performed on CSAs and, uh, other tests that we would take. And it just sparks something in me because that's how I am. Like, I'm like, wow, like 
I failed at something. I, I, it sparked like, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to win after that. And I wanted to beat everybody to the punch. Like, I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to have the fastest CSAs. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the top of my class. All these things. Like, everything for me is a competitive endeavor. Everything is an endeavor that I want to succeed and win in glorious fashion. And this was no different. And so it just sparked in me, like, man, like, I want to be seen, like, as the fast, like, the fastest one, like, to ever do it. Like, just instantly. <laughs> Um, because I just feel that way about everything, business, wrestling, that's why I like wrestling, you know, I was the MVP of, of, of my graduating class, um, and, uh, may, may have been the MVP of the year prior when I was a junior, but I failed off, um, <laughs> you know, that's why I was, you know, um, the region champ and things like that, because, you know, despite, you know, the relative inexperience compared to the people who were typically region champs, people who wrestled all their lives, because it's just this obsession that just starts, and it's hunger, and you want to succeed, you want to win, you want to be somebody, you know, I know everybody listening to the podcast knows what I'm talking about, that's why you listen to this podcast, um, and so out the gate, man, I just wanted to do it, and so we had four different benchmarks, um, you know, uh, so, so the thing about CSA is you have to go through all five rounds, 10 slides each round without making a single mistake on the call and judgment as to you know the rules of the game and the outcome of the hand and so you know the first week you know the uh the idea i think the what we wanted for csas was just to test where we were but the second week we had a goal that we had to had to hit the second week was we had to be under one minute um in hitting that 120 the first week it, it seemed almost impossible but you know i just i just thought to myself to try you know um you know, maybe we could do it. Second week, our goal was to be under 55 seconds. Uh, and the week four, final week of training, uh, you know, depending on other factors, some people go to week five and week six, you know, not because of any fault of their own, but processes like getting the badge to actually be able to work in this casinos, uh, it takes time. And so, but, but week four, you know, you had to be under 50 seconds and 50 seconds was the benchmark to which, you know, you would, you would pass the CSAs. And so, one thing that uh so 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 week two comes around right and i'm not gonna lie like i'm a fiend like i always wanted to be the best so i, I studied all weekend i studied i studied i studied i studied i committed to memory you know uh everything that i was supposed to commit to memory um like i would i would practice you know one of the games we were the first game we were learning uh the particular csa i'm talking about is for a game called baccarat um and the rules for baccarat are very simple but um you know just to have that timing with the CSAs and, and to, 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 to do it accurately with no mistakes, it, you know, presented itself as a tedious challenge. Um, week two came around, you know, I, I was under a minute. I don't know how, but I was under a minute. Um, but what was, what was, what was, what was uh, a bit of a joy to me was after, like, at the, at the conclusion of week two, I could have been under 50 seconds. You know, I knew the cards. I felt like I committed them to memory. I made mistakes here and there, sure. But I felt like, like, seriously, like I could have been, I could have been done it already. I could have been there, you know, um, you know, I think it was the middle of week two, cause we would go to in-person training. We would do the CSAs on zoom, but we go to in-person training. That's where it really counted because zoom would have lag and the results would be kind of botched because of it. Um, and in person I would like, you know, during that second week I was flying through the slides and I was completely accurate with it. Um, but you know, there are certain slides that are hanging me up and, and, you know, catch me behind, um, but week two, we, 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 we managed to get under, uh, actually week two, I believe I was under 55 seconds. I was, I believe I was at 51 seconds 
at the end of week two. Like it was crazy because at the end of week three, we just had to be under 55 seconds. Week three comes around and I want to, I want to smash it out of park. I want to, I want to kill these PS, uh, CSAs. And so Tuesday comes around or whichever day we were supposed to go to in-person training as well as the Zoom sessions come around and like, I'm taking the CSAs, I'm taking the CSAs and like my times are slow, but like in critical moments where I'm supposed to be clutched, like I'd freeze up and I would just, I would, I would screw the whole thing up and it was, it was making me frustrated. I'm like, man, like I want to pass these CSAs before anybody else. Um, you know, week two, I mean, week three, um, you know, I think we, we might not have had anybody pass week three. Um, but it, but it was fine because, you know, everybody passed for their benchmark, but everybody was supposed to pass the end of week four and, you know, permanently or, you know, or else, I suppose, or there would be uh, repercussions. If you don't pass, see it like, you know, this is a type of work environment where, you know, you really have to hit your benchmark. So you will be probably let go uh, if you're not hitting your, like, I've seen a lot of people disappear. <laughs> I'll put it like that. And so it's a very, it's a wonderful work environment. It's amazing. But, you know, um, going along with the story, um, I'm just trying to just trying to hit these CSAs, and so week that was that was the results of Tuesday week two, uh, uh, Thursday week two, or the second day of in-person training. You know, uh, same difference, same difference. And I was just, you know, I was I was like, okay, well maybe I need to, maybe I don't know it, maybe I need to practice more, maybe I need to study more. So uh, that weekend, I really did like I would sit and just play with the cards over and over again, play with the slides over and over again. I would just be zooming like. You know, at the end of like the beginning of week three, I was clocking in on my own like 40 seconds. I was like boom, 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 boom on the slides that I had. Like, I was clocking like 40 seconds like every round. I'm like, man, I'm gonna pass. I'm like, I'm so sick with it. Like I'm so sick. Like I'm 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 too quick with it. Like, um, but so we had the first in-person training day at week three, and uh, man, I tell you what, it was a heartbreaker. You know, it was a heartbreaker. Like, you know, my girl be playing that song. I don't know that song. Um, I wish I knew it, but I'm just explaining to you. I don't know the words to the song. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> you know, so, 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 so week three comes around, right. And we have the first in-person day of training and like, man, they pull me into the back room to do my CSA and I'm flying, man. I'm flying. I lie to you not like I am flying, man. Like I'm flying, like, you know, like burnout, like that game burnout, like sheesh, like, you know, uh, need for speed. Like I'm flying on these CSAs. Like I clock f- like 45 seconds or something like that. Something like that. Something crazy. And then boom, I do the second round and I clock 36 seconds or something like that. Boom. So I have like so much excess time. I'm like, if I just cruise to this last round, because I thought it was the last round, um, you know, uh, I would, I would, I would be able to secure my goal. Every time that I would get into the CSAs, like my hands would like start shaking. I'd be nervous and I would start doing funny things. Like, and for the first two weeks I would slow myself down. Cause I'd be like, uh, 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 like, you know, saying like a bunch of extra words. And that's some of the advice the trainers that like said, like cut down your extra words and just say what it is. And like, you'd be more, you'll be more quick. Um, gee, man, the, the conclusion of the story is pretty wild, man. And so, 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 um, so the third, so the first CSA of the third week, um, I was way ahead. And I think the last slide was the third one. Uh, ultimately I ended up taking five slides, but the, the, the third, I was on the third slide, which I thought was my last slide. And I just like, okay, you can pass, just slow it down, slow it down. And like, I'm going through the slides slow and boom, I make a mistake. One of the most heartbreaking feelings you have on CSAs because you'll make a mistake and you'll get through the entire slides and they say, "Now let's go back to slide three. You made a mistake here, which means you failed." Um, uh, so what they'll say, "What is the outcome?" And you're like, "Oh man, like you're like you knew the answer, but you just jinxed yourself. Like you just made a mistake." And 
Like I made a silly mistake so many times in a row. Uh, back to the drawing board. Practice, 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 practice. Um, so the second session of week three comes around. The second, because we do Zoom sessions and things like that. But I don't really count those because they, Zoom, it lagged. And I would make mistakes over Zoom, but I wasn't too concerned about it. Um, you know, the end of week three Zoom session, by the way, I botched. Like I was at back at one, one, one minute and 30 seconds after getting 51 seconds. But the second in-person session of week three, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the third, third, the Zoom session after this. But the second session of week three was the same thing. Like I was going so fast, like boom, 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 just knocking everything out. And uh, you know, I think come around the third slide, I made a mistake again. And like, you know, this is like, okay, we gotta be good for week four. Um, and it just kind of started to bum me out a little bit. Like, dang, like, you know, like dang like I thought I had it like I thought I was gonna pass ahead of time like now I'm gonna have to pass on schedule like you know I'm not gonna be the fast guy like I'm gonna be slow like I'm gonna be, you know I, it started to bum me out and so week uh the end of week three we were on a zoom and we took the CSAs it was the end of the day like six o'clock and I got a minute 30 seconds because I was actually like I was really sad like I was like kind of like heartbroken like it really feels like somebody punched you in the stomach like you're not good enough um when you don't pass, you know, and I would see people from the week ahead coming in and they're past, they're happy and things like that. Um, it started to bother me really badly. Around week three is when it really started to bother me and get to me. And I'm just like dejected for like whole days, or two days at a time. Um, we go into week four. We go into week four. And I'm like, man, the thing, the, I, I switched it up a little bit going into week four. I was like, you know what? You know, you know the answers. You made silly mistakes. I don't know what's going on with Jed, but you know the answers. I stopped studying altogether. And I told my coworkers, like, yo, like, you know, this is one of the things that I worked work for me in the past. And so this is what I recommend for you to do, too. Uh, at some points in time, you need to stop studying, you know, because studying is just hyping you up. It's, it's making you, it's sending your your brain into overdrive. It's, like, it's, it's assigning significance into this because you keep pouring your effort into it. And your brain is saying, like, okay, you're pouring effort into it. It must be significant. It makes you nervous. It's like when you're waiting. Like, everybody's a superstar in practice. But then when it comes to big tournaments, it's like, oh, like, you can't perform the same way, same way you perform because, like, your mind, like you spent so much time on it, it's so significant to you. It means so much. You're so unable to detach from what it is that you want out of it. Like you just want it so bad. So for week four, I just stopped studying altogether. Um, and like, you know, I just tried to get it out of my mind as much as possible and just to take the test, you know, when it came around. Um, so Davis, I think his name was, pulled me into the back room for the, for the CSA at the beginning of week four. Uh, man, I really thought this was going to be my day. I thought it was going to be my day. Um, before I took my CSA, people from my week, which was week three at the time, you know, was coming out of the room. Uh, it was a coworker of mine. Uh, he's like, man, I passed. Like, I did it. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, I was, I was very happy for him, by the way, because he's, you know, he's a grinder. You know, he does it. He does it for real. I'm happy for all my coworkers and the people around me like that really. But, but at the same time, on the same flip of the coin, I'm like, damn, like, I got to do it now. Like, I really got to show out now. Uh, another coworker of mine's passed, um, it was actually after this, so you know, let me let me let me slow down on the story. But I, I go in the back room with Davis to take the CSA, like, and like, you know, things are starting to warp, like time's starting to warp for me. Like the things that were a struggle for me, like back then, are like, let me just tell you how I went. Like the first round of the CSA, as he said, begin. Like I'm super nervous. I'm sh like my hands are like shaking and sweaty. I'm going through the slides. I'm going through the slides, and it felt like I took forever. And he says, "Good job. That that slide was 47 seconds because you have a, have have an average." of all the all the slides um all the rounds that round rather of 10 slides was 47 seconds you have to have an average of 50 seconds 
And so I was under for the first round. And I'm like, wow, that, like, that was like so slow. How was that 47 seconds? Um, you know, so we go into the next round. And I'm like, same way. Boom, 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 boom. Maybe a few hangups, but I'm really smooth with them. Smooth criminal. I'm Michael Jackson with some grills. You know, uh, just icy pimp fur coat. You know, just, just a different type of beat. So, boom. At the end of that session, he said, uh, that round, he says, oh, that was that was pretty fast, too. 47 seconds. I'm watch, watching and writing it on the paper. And I'm like, oh, like... I can do this. Like, okay, I have extra time. Let me slow down. I slowed down on the third round. Boom. Same thing happened last week. Tire, tire, you know, blew out. Man. Another mistake yet again of something that was so simple. Something that I knew, like, and it just, like, it completely just sent my brain into a spiral. Like, I was so, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that day, I was crushed. I was crushed. I was absolutely crushed, like, I don't know. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. Like, I don't know why. You just feel like a failure. Then you got to go back to the training room where everybody's playing on the tables, just learning the games and sit and just got to be optimistic. And, you know, like, I just didn't want to be seen. Like, I felt like my eyes were watery and my face was hot. And, you know, I just felt so embarrassed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, you walk back in the room, they're like, you pass, you pass, you pass. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it just hurts so bad. Like, you got to take the, the, the test in the other room, come back to the training room where everybody's at. Then you do a walk of shame. You're not trying to make eye contact. And then they're like, you're passing. No. <laughs> like, it's so sad, man. I sat there and played the games with a little attitude, a little lump in my throat for the rest of the day. Um, so, boom. That day, that day uh, passes. Next day, we have the Zoom session. Another one of my classmates passed. I'm like, man, like... I'm so happy for him. Like, let's go. Like, you pass. Like, that's what's up. But I'm like, man, I am so slow. Like, I'm a bum. I'm average. I'm weak. I'm below average. Like, you know, which I'm just competitive. Like, I just want to win. Like, at all times, I want to win. That's all I want to do. I want to win. And when I don't win, it hurts when I don't win. And so, whew, that Zoom session passes. I obviously didn't pass. The next day, we have a Zoom session. I didn't pass. Then we have the in-person session. The end of week four. Uh, this was actually Friday. So, you know, we had three Zoom sessions and one in-person session a week. I failed all of them. Um, so before the, the CSA on the, the, the final week, where, which we're all supposed to pass, um, you know, I'm sitting at, you know, I'm sitting just not, you know, my, uh, the, the, the lady that runs everything was like, you know, you want to practice? We got two laptops over here. I'm like, no, I don't want to practice. Like, you know, I feel like practicing throws me off. Like, I'm just, I, I know the information. I just got to be confident in myself. Like, you know, I don't want to practice. Um... So I, I continue to play blackjack. We're playing blackjack on the tables amongst each other just to learn the games and get get familiar with the movements and the roles that we play. Uh, that we yeah that we play at the company. Um, you know because one like we'll be a blackjack table and you know everyone within our within our week or everyone within our class essentially will be at the table as blackjack players. Uh, one of our teachers will be the dealer and then we'll like rotate out of the, the the first seat, which is where we play the referee position, which is our actual job. So that's how we learn every day. Um, and so a lot of people were getting up and going to, to the, the computers in the back of the room were two, two little laptops sitting on blackjack tables, um, where people could practice their CSAs, you know, because we were taking them today for once again. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm trying to get it out of my head as much as possible. Like, I don't even want to hear the word CSA. Like, I'm just trying to like, you know, just, just zone in and just, I actually asked her like, can I just take it right now instead of practice? She said, we don't have enough people to take it. So we'll have to take it after lunch. I'm like, man, I just want to get out of the way. I just, I'm just trying to relax and get out of my mind. You know, long story short, because, you know, some of my, you know, favorite classmates are in the back of the room playing with the computers. I'm like, okay, I'll go practice the CSA. And so I'm flying through the size as usual. I make three mistakes in the practice run. And, um, 
really like I think either while I was practicing or or like right after I finished boom they pull me into the back room say okay let's do the CSAs man I tell you what man like I'm like I'm just thinking to myself playing it like I tell people this in real life like if I fail the CSA you like like I might just go atomic like I might go ballistic like like I'm I might just like you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a very, very bad time for everybody involved. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be professionally sad for life. You know, I might get it tatted on me. Week four failure. Like, you know, just something like that. You know, which, you know, uh, people taking, you know, time beyond week four to go to week five. Like, it's completely natural, by the way. It's just my mind and the way I am. Just always wanting to win. Always just want to be first. Always want to be, you know, um... I, and, and I say, you know, the thing about CSA is I learned after the fact is like I feel like it's it is about getting a lucky, a lucky stride, a lucky, a lucky, a lucky set of slides. And so people who pass in advance in me to pass what I have because some people haven't passed yet, it, it doesn't necessarily really mean anything. Um, but the competitive mindset I had wouldn't allow me to believe something like that. You know, it's like okay, if you fail, it's your fault. You know, so like I'm going in here like and like it, it's on my mind like so heavy. But I sit at the table. Um, and for some reason, this day was just different. Like, you know, um, I was nervous, of course, but I was sitting down with uh, the trainer. I think his name is Caesar, and he just told me, like, he said, "So, what, what are the problems that you're having with the CSAs?" And I'm like, "Man, it's just random at this point. It's just completely random. Um, like, you know, like my times are fast, you know, but, but, but I don't know. Like, I always get into the third round or the fourth round, and I make a mistake." And Caesar was like, so maybe you need to slow down. And I was like, you know, that's reason, one of the reasons I, I failed last time. You know, I was I was, I was, was taking the CSAs with, with Davis and like I got to the third round and I slowed down. And he told me to just don't even worry about the time. Just go fast as I can and just keep going fast. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you'll make mistakes when you slow down. But here's what you have to do. You have to go fast. But you have to go slow at the same time. And like, I don't know why, but I just knew what he meant. Like, it just clicked in my head. Like, you know, like, it just clicked in my, like, you know, especially for my sports history. Like, when I was a wrestler, like, my first matches are a blur. I can't remember anything. But when I got to being a senior and I got experience in wrestling, like, all my matches, they would go at a, a, a superior speed because I was more experienced. But everything would be happening so slow around me. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I was an athlete or something. Like, the world around me would just warp and slow down, and I'd just be in the moment, you know? And so, he said, you just got to go fast, but you just got to go slow at the same time. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what that means all the way, but I know what it means kind of. And so, like, you know, I just sat at the computer, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, let's do it. Uh, he's like, okay. He started the timer. Like, I'm zooming through the first slide. I'm zooming through the first slide. I get done. I'm like, man. That had to be at least a minute. That was super slow. He's like, oh, it's a good time. You're 40 seconds. I was like, what? 40 seconds? Like, it was crazy to me like that. It was 40 seconds. Like, it felt like forever. Like, because I was going fast, but at the same time, I was going so slow. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was going fast, but I was going slow. And so the second slide comes around. Boom, boom, boom. Goes to the second slide. And uh, I get done the slide. He's like, I said, how fast was that? He's like, 36 seconds. I'm like, what? You know, to be an expert, qualify for an expert, you have to be 36 seconds. 35 seconds or below average and so that's pretty fast um so i go into the third slide i'm like this is where i usually fail like oh man like she's like I, you know 
but I just winged it, like, you know, I, I going fast, but, like, be here with each moment still, you know what I mean, that's what I was doing, like, just be in the moment, go as fast as you can, but be in the moment, and so I took the third slide, and I'm flying through it, you know, boom, get it done, 40 seconds, like, I'm averaging around 40 seconds, we go into the fourth slide, I'm not even worrying about it at this point, boom, we go to the fourth slide, I believe the fourth slide was, like, 41 seconds or something like that, it was insane, we go through the last slide, and I try not to slow down, but I go into the last slide more cautiously and carefully. Boom, 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 boom. 60 seconds, a minute. And I'm like, oh, wow, I slowed down for that one. And I'm just looking at the numbers, and I'm like, but I should be all right. And he calculated. He punches in the computer, into the calculator. He's like, you averaged 42 seconds. You passed. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Like, I didn't know he was like, like, we have trainers in there, and he's the boss of my trainer, and I didn't know that. And so I was, like, cussing and things like that. Like, oh, you know, like, dang. Like, man, I can't even believe it. Like, oh, man, I can't believe I finally did it. Like, if I didn't pass today, I don't know what I'd do. I was like, I don't know why. I know it's just, like, the CSA. Like, it's just the test, but, like, this is the second best thing in my life. He's like, yeah, man, congratulations, man. I'll talk to you later. I'm like, yeah, I gave him a fist bump, and I left the room. And when I was in the hallway, like, you know, when you get alone after you finally break through a wall that's been haunting you for so long, it felt like that scene from uh, Pursuit of Happiness when Will Smith got the deal at the end and he's leaving the room he's clapping his hand and he's crying like you know what I'm saying like it felt like that moment and like man like my spirits and my joy was just so high like over something so simple like but I'm a competitor man like I like to win um but but sheesh it was, it was such a good day and I you know I realized you know in, in retrospect like it, it it's more about chance. Uh, well, not about chance. It's about skill. You have to have the foundation. Um, but we have the skill. We had the foundation. You know, it's just about, you know, hitting, your, you, you know, it being your day. You getting your lucky stride. You getting a great set of slides. It's more about things outside of us than than who we are. And I was taking it so personally, but it's like, it's not personal. It's just like, you'll have your day. You just wait. Just be patient and be in the moment and do the best you can. You'll have your day. Your attitudes, the way you feel about it is probably what's slowing you down. The significance you assign to it is slowing you down. But further than that, you know, one of the main things that, you know, uh, that, that I want to talk about from that experience was just that go fast but slow. And what I feel like that really means to me is to want things, you know, to, 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 to intently focus on things. Think, do things to your best of your ability, right? Do things as intensely as possible, but be here in the moment and detach from the future. Do things as fast and as quickly as you can, but be here with your movements and not on the fact that you might pass or fail. Go as hard as possible, but be detached from the outcome. And that's something I've talked about on this podcast over and over and over and over again. Extreme intent, but detachment from the outcome. And that's one of the principles that govern all of performance. When I was a wrestler in high school, you know, when I was at practice, I probably was one of the best wrestlers in the state. Probably was one of the best wrestlers that ever touched a mat. You know, and that's obviously hyperbole, but like, you know, I was good. I was great. I could have won a state championship if I wrestled the way I wrestled at practice. Maybe not. Some of the people in the states were really good. They were really good. But I could have placed way higher than I did. I could have matched them at the very least. I believe that. I could have, I believe I could have won that title. You know, um, I, I lost only by one point. You know, not by takedowns, but by, you know, ground game to two people who who, who were cool. You know, we were cool, but uh, one was a friend. One was just somebody I, you know, I knew from around the mats um, that went on to be state champion. So I know I could have done it. Um, but when I got to 
the place where states was held and it's this massive stadium and these are there are eight mats on the ground and like this place called Cole Fields House in Maryland um they don't have it anymore but the stadium still stands I believe but it's a different name maybe not maybe they took it all down but you know these massive bleachers like when you're at the top of the bleachers it looks like you're like I've never been to a football game I've never been to a basketball game only in like school and things like that and so for me to be in a stadium, it took my breath away and it made everything feel so strange and out of like mind, like, you know, and so, you know, standing up in those bleachers and, and, and band in the moment, like, you know, all, you know, one, one of the things that drove me to perform poorly that day was like, I wanted it so badly, but I was attached to victory and what I wasn't in the moment, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was attached to, to who I might be after, who I'm going to be at the end of this. And I lost to people that I shouldn't have lost to. I've dropped matches that I've never dropped. I've lost to a guy who I've beaten three times, including, I believe, once that year. Um, and I lost that match, you know, where I shouldn't have lost it because it was all, it was in my head. You know, you could want something very intensely, but if you're detached from the outcome, the fear of losing the outcome will give you inhibitions and stop you from performing at your best. And every athlete knows that. And it applies to everything in life, just not athletics. And that's one of the themes that drives and has driven every moment of my life all the way up to this point. Be detached from the outcome. Lay back and be in the moment and experience it for what it is. And don't worry about the outcome. Just worry about performing the best that you can. Um, and that's what the CSA kind of taught me once again. You know, uh, it's so important. And that's why I reiterate it over and over again. You know, just perform it the best you can. Don't worry about this and that and that and that. Just be here and just perform. If you got nerves, if you're worried about failing, if you're worried about looking bad and having an egg on your face, it won't happen for you. You know, um, you really have to have true belief and true transparency. Um, and that's really all I have to say, man. Um, but, you know, I know it's an old principle that I've talked about in this podcast before, but it's a new story. And I hope you all enjoyed this story. So, this being said, man, I just do want to, you know, close this episode out by saying what I always say. If you want to take your ideas and turn them into global movements by creating a character whose ideas people can't help but adopt and believe in and, 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 and endorse, then go to becomingthecharacter.com, www.becomingthecharacter.com, and, like, uh, and go to any browser that you have, Safari, Google Chrome, Google, whatever, and go to becomingthecharacter.com, and on that page, it'll explain to you everything. It's a free summit. It airs on October 25th, um, and it's it's... You know it's free so go and register for the summit and 15 of the top you know influential names in the world will teach you how it is that they would do what they do if they were nobody tomorrow and so becoming the character.com uh the outro will tell you the same thing but uh, without further ado thanks for listening man this is dallas prater from the becoming the character podcast the voice of this podcast rate review and subscribe if you enjoy this podcast and i'll see you in the next episode don't freeze up in your greatest moments